0: It's time for The Drive's Top 4 at 4. All right, back here on The Drive, Fan Run Radio, Friday afternoon edition of the show. Top 4 at 4, brought to you this afternoon by National Rx, where we are today. We send things back to the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios and Marcus Young, standing by with more. Marcus, what do you got?
1: Thank you, Russell. At number one, we have baseball for the Vols starting this weekend. Starting tonight, in fact, as they play Arizona at 8 p.m. in Scottsdale, Arizona for the MLB Desert Invitational. You can watch that on MLB Network or MLB.com. They have a couple more games Saturday and Sunday as well.
0: Exciting stuff. Chase Dolander on the mound to get it started off. I, I hear it's uh, 70 to to 75 pitch, pitches, pitch count. Now, you remember last year in, I can't remember if it was the opener or what, but Burns was the the starter out there, and he had a gym going, and Tony pulled him and it fell apart. We were playing somebody really good. It might have been Texas, and they ended up coming back and beating us down there at Minute Maid Park, and after the game, Tony said, you know what, I, I wish I'd just left Burns in there and, and let him uh, finish it off, so We'll see if they stick to that. Um, really looking forward to seeing some of the new relief pitchers out of the bullpen and uh, really fired up about uh, Halverson and a couple of the other guys that we haven't seen yet. The the kid from, I, b- I believe, Asheville that Tony was talking about on the show the other day. So interesting stuff tonight with the Vols trying to get things started off with a 1-0 start to the season against the Arizona Wildcats. Looking forward to it.
1: At number two, we have even more sports happening this weekend as the Vols basketball team, number ten, will be taking on Kentucky tomorrow at 1 p.m. on CBS. They will be playing at Rupp Arena in Lexington, hoping to keep the ball rolling after the win over Bama.
0: Have we seen a betting line for this thing yet?
1: Uh, I have not seen it yet, but I'm I can double check Fanduel real quick. I'm to make sure, sure an alert
0: listener will clue us in on on that ASAP.
1: I'm I'm excited for this game, Russell. I really am.
0: It's a big one. It's a big one. You know, Tennessee. Uh, balls minus three, according to Mad Mike Gregory out there in Listener Land. Really. Need this dub. Need this dub. What does it say about the value of home court advantage that Tennessee is essentially favored by the same amount at Rupp against this Kentucky team as they were at home against number one Alabama?
2: Like, what do you think – this is where I can get confused real quick, but where do you think the line would be if this game was in Knoxville tomorrow?
0: Well, last time it was –
2: 12 or something stupid? Yeah,
0: I mean, I I feel like it was – uh, double digits for sure, and I, I don't think it would be any different.
2: Yeah, God, it's such a tough place to play, man. We really need this win tomorrow. It's not so much about Kentucky; we just needed to we need to string together a couple of wins to make up for those two heartbreaking, horrendous losses. Although I will say, uh, we're I don't know if it was you, Russ, or or who it was that said, you know, you. If we won that game against Bama, we wouldn't think about the the other two games a whole lot. I really thought about him after that.
1: At number three, we have a couple birthdays to celebrate today. Today is the birthday for one Robert General Neeland, who would be 131. Really? 131 if he were still alive today <laughs> that would be weird and, uh, how about
0: that happy birthday to the general
1: and the other one uh, the goat of the NBA Michael Jordan he is celebrating his 60th birthday today I've got one hmm I don't
2: I just happen to know this happy birthday to one of the most uh, obnoxious moronic callers the drive has Wesson Franklin happy birthday big boy.
0: Happy birthday, Westicles. It's been a while since we've heard from him. Uh, and he put out the APB. We could hear from him. It's been a while since he's... It'd be cool to hear the from the birthday, boy.
2: Well. Is it, he needs to get back in the studio. Yeah, he does. What was the last one he did for? He, he did for everybody. I don't
0: know that he did one last year, which might have been a good thing. I mean, it seemed like every time he dropped one of his classics, Tennessee lost. So
2: he, maybe he, he does yeah. need to retire. He figured it out. I don't know. I think the time to do it is now during the off season. But I'd certainly like to hear a Wes and Franklin song. But happy birthday
1: to Wes. And finally, at number four, some news with the SEC Media Day, which will be a four-day event in the month of July from the 17th to twentieth. 20th. Uh, we found out who Josh Heupel will be slotted with. Lane Kiffin and Shane Beamer. Really? Really? Yep. Josh Hype will be on the final day of the event along with some very familiar faces for the Vols. Former head coach of Tennessee, now old Miss Head Coach Lane Kiffen, along with the Thorn in my side, Shane Beamer.
0: Where are they having that event in Nashville? Is it a big hotel down there or something?
1: Uh I don't know for sure. I can find There's out though. Should we go? Oh, that would be incredible. Only if Marcus will agree to wear, like, a crushed red
2: velvet suit.
1: I might consider it. That would be
2: it. pretty cool.
0: I don't know. I I feel like SEC Media Days jumped the shark a long time ago, a couple of years ago. It would be kind of cool to go to it in Nashville. And now that Tennessee is actually going to be I mean, such an afterthought the past couple of years, to actually be one of the focal points of, of media days. Again, might be pretty cool. I don't know. We'll, we'll look into that. More research is needed. Should the drive go to SEC media days in Nashville in July this year? That might be a fun little summer trip.
2: I don't know, I did see real quick, uh, Saturday Down South put out their way too early power rankings for football going into next fall. And Tennessee, I think, was uh, third Behind Alabama and Georgia. Where we were tied yeah. with LSU.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, so. I saw – I've I've been seeing some of those things. I know uh, Bill Connolly, who is, uh, for you analytics folks out there, I mean, he's kind of the king of college football, uh, advanced numbers and stuff like that. And he had his S&P uh, percentage rankings, power rankings, come out this week that had Tennessee at number six in the country.
2: That's kind of what we've been playing like all year,
0: and that weighs a number of fact. I mean, it's it's not a opinion thing. It's it's an algorithm that figures in four or five different factors: returning production, recruiting rankings, strength of schedule, things like that. And and he had Tennessee at number six, which is yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be another season of well, I say another. It's it's going to be a season of high expectations, like, like we haven't seen around here in a long time.
2: It's part of being back.
1: Is that Embrace it, Marcus? It. Yeah, that was four.
0: Nice. Thank you, Marcus. The top four at four brought to you by National Rx. We're out here this afternoon, 11 Kingston Pike. A little snow on the way over here today. Did Heck you guys yeah. get any
2: of that wintry mix today? Yeah, I did as I was driving uh, over to the Palatial Fan Run Studios Complex. I love it when it's like that. Just I, I like a, I, I like a good flurry because it's not really going to mess with the roads, but it still looks pretty cool. A little much for me.
0: I, I prefer what we've had the the uh, earlier in the week. Anyways, fellas, uh, if you want to warm things up where it matters most, and uh, we're talking about the bedroom here, guys, you need to come down here to National Law Lawrex. Talk to their board certified nurse practitioner who works in here on Fridays right now. Her name is Amy, and uh, she does a great job helping guys who are who need a, a little boost but uh, b12 energy shots uh, that uh, she can do for you out here and uh, of course we've got the sildenafil special this is the generic form of viagra that is available for just 50 cents a tablet right here at national law Rex. Uh, so expensive so overpriced at other outlets both online and, and retail otherwise, but right here, National Law REC, your veteran-owned and operated local pharmacy, you can get this sildenafil for just 50 cents a pill, which is absolutely outstanding. And you can get the prescription written for you right here at National Law REC. You just got to go through the, the nurse here first, make sure that you are uh, good to go with that. and. If you are, you can turn around and, and get it filled right here the same day. It's unbelievable. If you're looking for an over-the-counter option to combat erectile dysfunction or even just general loss of energy, be sure to talk to them about their new nitric oxide supplements here. This, Yeah, over-the-counter. Don't, doesn't require a prescription. You can come in here and take a saliva test to figure out what your nitric oxide levels are. And they've got a sample pack that you can try about a week's worth of pills or so. And you take those and see if it works for you. See if it's something that uh, you're interested in. I know that we've had a couple of listeners that have seen great results uh, just as far as their increased energy levels throughout the day, thanks to these nitric oxide supplements, which are um, really catching on around the nation and around the world. It's at NationalRx. You can find out more at NationalRx.com. Uh, find the phone number there. and Just call down here and hey, or hear uh, Russell and the boys talking about you guys and uh, just had a couple questions, and they'll walk you through it. They'll tell you what it is you need to know, nationalrx.com. Open up the phone lines here, 865-546-8200. Your number to get on the show this afternoon, 546-8200. If you want to chime in, uh, we are going to run down Trey Wallace coming up here in just a few moments but let's grab a call from tj the kentucky fan with the vols and cats set to tangle in rup arena tomorrow tj good afternoon how are you sir
3: hey what's up buddy happy friday uh, i was off today so enjoying a, a little bit of rain here in the carolinas but we got some warm weather so i'll take it sounds like it's uh, warmer here than it is over there in y'all's neck of the woods
0: yeah, yeah, it was uh, a little bit chilly. Not, not my back this morning.
3: You know, I hate Tennessee, obviously. You guys hate Kentucky, obviously. I don't talk trash until I get slaps first. Um, I respect Tennessee for what they do in football, obviously a football powerhouse, and I respect what uh, Coach Barnes has done for the basketball program. They are now a pinnacle sec powerhouse and basketball in my opinion um but as a kentucky fan listening to your monologue in the first segment first hour after your call i get the sense that you're a little nervous because you keep up bringing the ruffer and and i went back and i looked at numbers in the last four games Kentucky has only had more free throws one time, and that was in Knoxville
2: this year. Let's you guys play dirty. That's what that's well, about, and that's man. That's
3: playing dirty. That's not on the on the ref, is what I'm saying.
2: Y'all get a timely whistle up there usually.
0: well you're you're saying they uh, Kentucky's only had more free throws than the opponent once this year, and uh, that was no, in no, no, the no. game again. No, in the our games. four season.
3: times, we've played against Tennessee. Really? Tennessee has had more free throws than Kentucky except one game, and that was this year in Tennessee. You guys well, had more they, in the SEC tournament last year, more in yeah. Rupp last year, and more in Tennessee last year.
2: You guys commit a lot of Oscar
3: fouls, played man. Way
0: too aggressive in the SEC tournament game uh last year and I mean Cal basically said that he's like look man he's like that that wasn't a good game for him um i i do think that Rick Barnes as far as the rupperes go Rick Barnes is pro- Be- because of his reputation as well as the way he works the officials during the games which is expertly in my opinion he gets as good a whistle against you guys as anyone now, now, TJ. I, listen, I, 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 see the Kentucky. I love it when you guys pretend like you're getting screwed over by the officials. It's so cute, man. It, it really is. But you, like, you, you guys know that you do get a benefit. I uh, generally speaking, not just against Tennessee, but you guys get right up there with Duke and North Carolina, Kansas, the best whistle in the sport. You realize that, right? You would, you would. Admit that publicly, wouldn't you? I plead the fifth. Oh God!
2: <laughs> the hell out of here! I really do, man.
0: It's it's outstanding. No,
3: hey, look, hey, look. I'm like Alabama kidding, fans. I'm just kidding, man. I, I can't wait for tomorrow's game. I really can't. I think this year, Kentucky, except against Gonzaga and Alabama, has has played to their competition, uh, whether that be down low obviously you saw against South Carolina or that be up high against Tennessee I think it's going to be a great game I would not be surprised at all with the way this rivalry has gone that Tennessee goes in there I've been saying it all week goes in there and gets a win Uh, split once again like you said and I think the last seven or eight years Tennessee hasn't been swept by Kentucky so I 100% would not be surprised at all if Tennessee goes up there and gets a win tomorrow but I can't wait a 1 p.m. CBS game hopefully we get Ian Eagle one of the best PA announcers uh, for college basketball and I just can't wait for it man good luck tomorrow and uh, you guys have a good weekend
0: thank you TJ who is I, I saw this earlier today let me see if I can find it real quick I know Bill Raftery is on the call man to man tomorrow is it is it uh, Iron Eagle? Yep, I think so. Iron Eagle and Bill Raftery will have Raftery. the call tomorrow for Tennessee. I don't know how I feel about that.
2: I get here's. It sounds to me like I'm going to be, like gonna so be trying synced up, man,
0: with Bob and Bert. I get so triggered watching uh, any Tennessee Kentucky game, but particularly the game in Lexington. That it doesn't matter who the commentators are, I always end up hating them.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only way I wouldn't like if yeah, it's just one of those things you think about it when you're daydreaming about if if you won the Powerball, I, I like I think I would uh, just money whip Bert Bertelkamp into being like my personal game caller, so I'd never had to listen to anybody besides him call call Tennessee basketball. Quick timeout. When we continue,
0: we'll visit with our good friend Trey Wallace of OutKick. Tennessee basketball tomorrow, Tennessee baseball tonight, Tennessee football always a topic of conversation here on The Drive. We'll talk about it all with Trey coming up next right here on Fan Run Radio. Radio. The Drive continues. Russell, Bear, and Marcus cruising with you on a Friday afternoon edition of the show. Live today down at National Rx in Farragut. And we get set to head back to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Trey Wallace of Outkick standing by. Good afternoon, Trey. How are you, sir? I
4: am fantastic. It's uh, it's Daytona weekend, baby. Come on. What's, your, what's not to get excited about? So much stuff going on. Are they still
0: doing uh, that Daytona thing? That's cute. I, I like that.
4: Yeah, they're kind of still doing it. it. It happens every now and then. Uh, so, no, it should be – look, that's on Sunday. There's bigger things to worry about. We've got college baseball, first pitching today all over the country. And then we've got some good hoops tomorrow, so I'm excited.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh- Let's get into it and let's start with the the college baseball as it's, yeah. it's been a a big topic of conversation. I mean, this is we jokingly said it's the most anticipated Tennessee baseball season since last Tennessee baseball season, but I I feel like there's more <laughs> anticipation this year, Trey, just because you know, it was uh, Tennessee made their run in 2021 to get into the College World Series and then, you know, that got a bunch of fans and then you know, the, the, some of those people stuck around, stuck around for the beginning of the season last year, but those were only the hardcores when they went on their run in the season and became number one. Then it exploded all over again. Of course, they don't make it to Omaha, but I feel like for the first time in a long time, there's been true offseason anticipation for Tennessee baseball amongst this fan base and man, I, I think people are really looking forward to not only this season, but this game tonight. I think there's going to be a a big audience here locally and regionally for Tennessee on the major league baseball network.
4: I do too. And you know what guys, I, I think about the times three years ago, three and a half, four years ago when, when Tony was trying to get that program going and, um, Coming on the radio show and, and playing you know, jam or no jam, and people were getting used to Tony Vitello. And, and now, you know what he has built up. He's built up expectation, and I think that's the biggest thing when it comes to Tennessee athletics. He's built up, you know, fans. You know, fans aren't worried about. Okay, is Tennessee going to make the NCAA tournament this year in baseball? No, 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 no. Fans are wanting to be in Omaha they it probably should have been last season. And, and, and I look at that as the next step in the journey of Tony V. Like, it's going to be hard to top last year, and here's the reason why. I always compare this to the Admiral Schofield and Grant Williams basketball team. I think fans fell in love with the players on the team over the last two to three years. And I think once you have that connection with the players, it makes it even better. It makes you want to root for them harder. It makes you want to get out to the ballpark to go see them. The memories that they, you know, you know who, who could ever forget the, you know, the ending of Georgia Tech or the right State game in the postseason or all the crazy regular season games. So what I'm getting at is that, like, people are excited about this season and the expectation is there. It's going to take a minute to get used to all the new names on the roster. The roster is going to look completely different, Uh, but it's good to see that excitement level, man. And, you know, I'm a college baseball fan. I I, I enjoy it. Now, would I have said that six years ago? Probably not. Um, But getting into it, being around it in Nashville, and getting into it in Knoxville, man, Tony Martello's got something going here. That it's hard to top. You look around the country and you try to find programs that could do the same. I, you know, there you got fans begging to get into games. You know what I mean? And, and expand the stadium. So he's just done a fantastic job, and I, I'm excited about this season starting tonight uh, with, with Arizona. You look around the conference; there's already games going on in Starkville and Lexington. Vanderbilt's already playing. So, man, it's it's gonna be a fun year.
0: Trey, uh, we, we got to give Trey props for, you know, people love Vitello's appearances on this show. And I think we, we had had him on the show before when he first got here. And right. I actually met him the day he was hired over there yeah. at uh, his press conference at Lindsey Nelson. But we didn't have him on the show that mu- I think we had only had him on once maybe before Trey. And it was 2020 during the uh, yeah. COVID year. And Trey was like, we, let, 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 let's just start having him on. And I was like, eh, I don't know, man. Like, uh, you know, it's, it's college baseball. Like, he's a cool guy, but it's college baseball. I just don't know. And uh, we you know, obviously hit it off, and he comes on the show a lot, and, and it's fun, and, and, and we goof around and, and stuff like that. But, uh, Trey, you get, the, you get the credit for convincing me to do that. Sometimes I have to be convinced to do things that are, are good. I know it's you do.
4: I know not always my do, inclination. He came off as like a you know, at first it was like, you know, uh, big eyes, you know, walking into a new program. But then you know, he came off so cool, man, and Tom cool and reacts and you know, I was testing back and forth with him last night and you know, the main thing he said, let's go see what we got out of this baseball team for this year. And you know, so I you know, I, I look at it and I just think it's good for the university. I think it's it's you got a basketball program, you got a football program that, that are both doing good things. Now you've got baseball to look forward to. If you're a softball fan, you got that to look forward to. As well. There's just a lot of stuff going on on Tennessee's campus that if you'd have told us four years ago, that if I just sat there and said, Russ, there four years from now, I promise you, things are going to turn out okay. There's going to be excitement in all three major men's programs. You'd have probably called me crazy. So look where we are now compared to where we were. It's pretty fun.
0: No doubt about it, as we visit with Trey Wallace of OutKick this afternoon here on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. And, Trey, hard to believe that we are narrowing down five more games, regular season games for the basketball Vols, and a big one tomorrow up there at Rupp Arena. Of course, Tennessee looking to avoid the the series sweep. It's never easy going into Rupp, and the Vols have opened as a three-point favorite. On the road tomorrow, do you think that Tennessee will put together two good performances in a row after beating number one Alabama the other night, or do you think that inconsistency will continue to characterize this year's team?
4: Well, think about that. From what you just said, like Tennessee lost back-to-back games at the buzzer against Vanderbilt, Missouri. You beat Alabama. You're favored at home to beat the number one team, and now you're favored to go on the road and, and win by three elections it just, I don't know what the heck Vegas has got going on right now, but I got to ride that wave. Um, I mean, you, you look at it like tomorrow, you know, these players take it personal. You know, they, they remember what happened a few weeks ago when Kentucky came to town. And, um, you know, it, it, they're going to go up there tomorrow on Tubby Smith day in Lexington, where they're honoring Tubby Smith and his national championship. And they're going to try to ruin that, that celebration for those fans. And, you know, I, I, I look at this squad right now, and I watch. You know, Kentucky has its moments, but if Tennessee can get the same kind of play from Mayshack, get the same kind of defense from Adu, man, this this team is, is, is hard to beat when you when you try to get them in the post. Now, look, Oscar Shebele probably going to get his tomorrow. There's probably going to be a double double in the box score after the game. You know, seventeen points, thirteen rebounds, stuff like that. But if Tennessee can take care of business. You know, around the perimeter, I think that's where they can benefit, and and I'm very curious to see, you know, what that rotation looks like when it comes to to trying to offset Kentucky, maybe down to the post or what they do with Case and Wallace. You know, and and, and how to guard him up. Do they do they just stick Zakai on him and let him roll? Like there are just a couple of things that go into this that, that I'm excited to see, kind of how it plays out tomorrow. But I, I think Tennessee. Um, goes in there and wins. I think they found their juju their, their by beating Alabama, uh, got rid of that state that was those two buzzer-beater losses. And and the reason why I say that is because I look at their defense. Like, if they can continue doing that and, and, and find the points, I think that's the biggest thing as well, find the points, who's going to be your guy. But, man, you know, without, without two starters, it's tough to do. And they showed on Saturday that they can beat, you know, or, or i'm sorry wednesday they can beat the number one team in the country and they can hold them to a season low in points so i'm expecting tennessee to win tomorrow Lexington. you
0: know purdue lost again last night uh, obviously alabama yeah. lost here on wednesday and you know you, you just don't see that dominant team on the college basketball landscape and you know, uh, maybe it's it, it's foolish thinking on my part, Trey. But I I just look at this Tennessee team and think, man, why why not them? You know, they they have not peaked yet. You you can't tell me that they've peaked yet. No. I, there's yeah. another level that these guys can get to, Trey. And um, I mean, you you would love to see it just for this fan base, for this team, and for Rick Barnes, man. Who's it's been so long, and and uh, man, he he's done things so well here. I I just would would love to see him. Have a breakthrough year one more time before he decides to hang it up.
4: Yeah, and I think the biggest thing too is like, like take a look around the conference and look how many teams are struggling right now to get into the NCAA tournament. Like, like you know, if I'd have told you before the season started, hey, Kentucky's got to go to Starkville and they got to win that game if they're going to make the NCAA tournament, you'd probably call me crazy. You look around. The yes, SEC right now, you, and you you see teams slipping up. Look at Arkansas, man. Arkansas struggling right now, um, and, and and these are teams that you know projected before the season they're in the top ten. So you know, and Arkansas made it. I forgot. I don't. I don't know how. I forgot how high Arkansas got into the polls. But you look at you know how they've fallen down. What Kentucky's doing. You see what Alabama's doing because they're that good. And Tennessee, I, in my opinion, is that good just all about finishing it and you know they they got lackadaisical against vanderbilt missouri hits that crazy shot after tennessee comes back like i i I agree with you i don't think tennessee has hit that point yet where they're like okay this is all we have you know i I think there's another gear to this tennessee offense that can coincide with the tennessee defense and you know uh, i'm interested in your take too like i've noticed these last three games you're starting to see less of Euros and seeing more of Jonas and more of Mayshak, you know, do you just roll with that down the stretch and say, okay, here's our rotation right now as long as Triple J or Julian Phillips is out because we don't know a time frame of when both of them will be back in the lineup. I I just feel like they have something going right now.
2: Do you not – Trey, I'm going to jump in right here real quick with you saying that. I'm wondering if you're going to start seeing more of – when they come back, I wonder if what you're going to see is you're going to see more of, you know, Vescovy, Key, Ziegler with uh, this two bigs that uh, I think Russell's been wanting to see for weeks now.
4: I mean, it wouldn't surprise me, right? Or that we've had success with. No, and you you look at how they've been playing and also how they've been running their offense through it down low as well. Like, no, it wouldn't surprise me at all. And, you know, you – you can't screw up something that maybe you get on a roll and get going. Like, you know, I brought this up last week, but when Fulkerson started coming off the bench, you found something in your starting five that you thought worked. It's like, okay, was was Joe, was, was Triple J's unfortunate ankle sprain maybe a little bit of a wake-up call to Rick Barnes thinking, okay, well, i got to do something different. Something's not working. I got to find some, a way to get these guys to click, and it's not chemistry. It's just you got to figure out something different on the court. And that's why you're getting paid, you know, five and a half million dollars to do it. So I, I I I don't disagree with you, Bear. I, I think that you know sometimes they go small, sometimes they go big, but if you can find that in between ground, Tennessee's gonna be a dangerous team come March.
0: Trey Wallace of OutKick with us here this afternoon. Uh, Bear, you say you've got a little breaking news from the world of college baseball. Yeah, it's
2: something uh, we'll have to keep an eye on. Um, According to Joe Doyle uh, on Twitter, he is director of Major League Baseball Draft for Prospects Live, but he is apparently uh, LSU first baseman Tommy Tanks-White is being immediately removed from the game after diving into first base on a pickoff attempt. Trainer was holding the arm elevated. Didn't look good. Hope he's okay. But Twitter had started popping off that apparently he's had Tommy tanks may uh, may have had a major major injury. Maybe. Yeah.
4: That would not, guys. I mean, bummer. Just lost one of their stud pitchers.
2: I mean, it's the first um, inning down there.
4: Yeah, and I just I don't know. Uh, I, I look at LSU as a team, and I've gone through their lineup, and, you know, if they lose him, I mean, it, 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 and I'm looking at, at kind of what you're talking about right now, um, kind of looks like a shoulder, uh, maybe. I, I, I don't really know how they look at that. But, man, I, It's
2: a nasty-looking play. About,
4: you talk about Tennessee jumping. You know, if they can get out of Arizona with a, with a couple – two wins – out of this weekend, man, that's setting up for, you know, Tennessee be, I don't know, number one in the country come come Monday. So it's um, – Well, I, I, I mean, hope he
2: – I hope it's nothing serious and he recovered. I think these games are going to be – I want to see him – I want to play against him this year.
4: Not in the first inning. You never – I mean, that, that, never. You don't first inning of the ben first game? Serious. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, so that that that's going to keep um, – like I'm looking at uh, looking at somebody right now. We're gonna keep it vague with some sort of arm injury. Um, but they're they're thinking he, you know, jammed up his arm shoulder coming into first oh, base. So man. not not good for the Tigers to start the no. season already with a a loss at pitching.
0: No. I was looking forward to uh looking forward to seeing him pull now where he wasn't playing first for them, right? I mean that's uh the the dude with the hair. You playing third?
2: No, nah, I D- mean H- according to this tweet, it said first base. I I really couldn't remember because the injury was sliding
0: him sliding into first base. Yeah, he
2: was on first and he got. Yeah, yeah he okay.
4: played, Tommy James plays third base. Yeah, okay.
2: yeah, but no, he was on first. He'd gotten a yeah. hit and he I was going you. to slide. You know what I'm talking about now. So yeah, so
0: yeah, we'll we'll keep an eye on that one for sure. Uh, Trey, anything else you're following for us this weekend before uh, we let you run?
4: Yeah, guys, I I urge you guys to go check out my interview with Greg Sankey. Uh, I had a 30-minute conversation with him uh, on the changes that are coming to college football, the changes that are happening in the SEC. Um, You know, one of the – something interesting to come out of that, you know, one of the big arguing points when they were sitting down with ESPN about that new contract was Greg Sankey wanted ESPN and the SEC uh, to release game times uh, earlier in the summer. So by when I say that, I mean, he wants fans to know where they're going to be going. Not, not every game. There's going to be games you have to flex, you know, like a, a Tennessee, Florida, or Alabama, LSU, or whatnot. But he doesn't want fans to sit here and have to wait 12 days before kickoff to know what time a game is. Um, so hmm. they, that was one of the big sticking points of ESPN, that they're going to release game times for as many as they can, uh, right there towards the beginning of the season, late in the summer, um, that was a big takeaway for me, what went into Texas and Oklahoma joining the conference. Uh, we talked a lot about Mike Leach, talked about Tennessee's resurgence uh, and, and how it's good uh, for the Southeastern Conference. So a, a wide-ranging interview, and I uh, urge you guys to go check it out. You can uh, find it on my uh, Twitter profile, find it outkick.com, but just a, a fun conversation with the commissioner.
0: It's interesting because I, I would have thought that the trend would have been towards more flex times for TV since like you you don't want to have well, a situation. Have. You, you, you don't have a situation, Trey, where like it's, you know, later in the season and you've got a team like Tennessee was this year and they're playing in a game that maybe in the offseason you didn't think was going to be a big game. But come November, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, like this game actually matters. Or maybe it doesn't. You know, maybe maybe you know, Tennessee and Georgia are playing in November. Um, I, we, we, I don't think it's going to happen. We all hope it doesn't happen. But if Tennessee has a bad season, they might be sitting there thinking, yeah, that's a 330 CBS game right now. But by the time you get there, you know, injuries, whatever happens, and, and you're stuck with that, I, I would have thought that they would want to flex as many of those games as they possibly can.
4: Well, according to Greg he's they're they're leaving a number of games open to be flexed. So, you know, it's not going to be every game. You're going to know what time. Um, But the good, and this is what he told me, the good thing about it is is that since everything is going to be on ABC or ESPN, they can easily make that call to flex a game from, let's say, the 3.30 spot uh, until the the 7.30, 8 o'clock kickoff on ABC. So if you got a game that, okay, maybe you had scheduled for 11 o'clock before the season started, but maybe it turns out to be a really good game. Okay, you now you can turn that into a 3.30 game on ESPN, or if you really, really need to, you can make that your primetime ABC game of the week. So they have the flexibility, but they also know that, you know, with fans sitting around waiting on social media on a Monday – Six or 12 days out, they would rather fans know what they're getting into or at least have a ballpark to know what they're getting into because a lot goes into that, man. Are, are you buying a hotel room that night? Are you traveling up that night? Are you you know, that's, there's a lot of money for fans to come to these games. So I, I think it's a smart decision, but the best part about it is, for the SEC, is that ESPN, you know, owns it all. So they don't have to mess around with CBS anymore uh, when it comes to those situations. So. That is something neat, I thought.
0: Good stuff. Trey, have a great weekend, my friend. We'll do it again soon.
4: Thanks, buddy. I'll text you Sunday about Daytona. I look forward to our conversation.
0: <laughs> I know you do, buddy. Trey Wallace of OutKick on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. They'll have the game on tomorrow if you're looking for a place to eat lunch. I mean, that 1 p.m. tip-off sets sets up great. You hit a Big Orange Phillies, get there around noon, maybe a little after Get yourself Philly cheesesteak, maybe a basket of wings, juicy burgers, something like that, a couple of cold beverages, and then, boom, by the time you're done, it'll be 1 o'clock in time for tip-off at Corrupt Arena. Big Orange Philly, 6625 Maynardville Pike in Halls. Great spot to go hang out this weekend, shoot a little pool, watch a little sports, get it delivered via Grubhub. You can check out their full menu online at bigorangephillies.com. We're going to take a quick break right here Open up those Big Orange Phillies phone lines to you, 865-546-8200. Your number to get on board, 50, 546-8200. Stay tuned. The drive continues. We're back with more right after this. Fan Run Radio, the drive continues continues Friday afternoon edition of the show. Coming to you live today at National Law Rex in Farragut. Russell Smith and Bear with you. Marcus Young, also back in the White Claw. Hard Seltzer Studios, a fan run radio. If you want to jump on the show, take a shot now. 865-546-8200. Tennessee basketball and baseball Our main topics of discussion today. And Bear, I put this poll in the field. Okay. And would love to get your and Marcus's thoughts, both of you. Tennessee okay. baseball uh, this year. What are the expectations? How far do you expect
2: the boys to take it? Um. I mean, honestly, not no orange colored glasses. Take emotion out of it. I expect us to host the super regional. You expect to get to the Super Regionals? I expect okay. I'm not Just get there. I, we should host the Super Regional in Knoxville. Host a Super Regional, and anything above
0: that is gravy.
2: Yeah, because it may be. I mean, we've talked to too many guys. I mean, Rusty Enzer. I don't know how many. Chris Burke. How many baseball guys? Coach himself, Vitello. This is one of the hardest things in, in athletics to, to get to is the College Baseball World Series. It's incredibly hard to get there. Got to have some luck. It's not just about being good,
0: Marcus Young. Uh, what say you? I, I gave four options on the, on the Twitter poll. I'll give you the results after we get your your thoughts here. Uh, obviously, the highest expectation would be to win the national championship. Mm. Um, I put the second highest level of expectation at making it to Omaha for the College World Series. The third highest level. Super regionals. Now, I did not get. You know, Bear said host a super regional. He said that's that's important to him. Um, I d- I just put making it to a super as as the third, and then the fourth being the NCAA tournament. I think we would all agree if this team is not in the NCAA tournament, that would be a tremendous disappointment. What do you, what's your baseline level for success, Marcus?
1: I think based on everything I saw last year, based on all the conversations we've had during the off season getting prepared for this new season i i don't see how this team couldn't make make it to omaha uh, to me this is this is a really good team you got probably the best group of pitchers in the country i just don't see why this this team couldn't make it to omaha
0: i'm with you marcus i'm with you and I know what Bear said is true. It's hard, and maybe it's setting an unfair and maybe even unreasonable level of expectation. But keep in mind, you know, this is different from the NCAA basketball tournament. People say, you know, it's unreasonable to expect a Final Four. I I feel like this is different because if, if all goes according to plan, you're going to be hosting your NCAA tournament games, all of them, including the Super Regional. That's a big deal. We've got such a home field advantage. And I just think if you've got two legit first round draft pick starting pitchers and then other uh, first rounders sprinkled across your roster, then I I think you should set the expectation level that high. And doesn't mean I'm going to be pouting and calling for changes or anything like that if, if they don't make it to Omaha. But I think that should be the goal. This year, not always going to be the goal, man. It, it can't always be the goal. I, I get that, but this team started out ranked number two for a reason.
2: Well, see now you guys are swaying me back towards your argument. I just, <laughs> it, it's guys that I, I respect more. You know, I mean, we're not we're talking about guys like Burke and Vitella when I'm they not tell you
0: them. I'm asking you, brother. What
2: what are your expectations? Man, I, I really want to get back to Omaha, man. I'd do anything if they could, you know, win it all. That'd be incredible.
0: I, I'm tempted to call for the national championship. You want to hear the ro- results of the poll so far? Sure. 630 votes cast at Russell Triple underscore Smith. Uh, 62% of the respondents say Omaha. That is a the runaway winner of this poll. Say, uh, make it back to the College World Series. 29% say the national championship is the expectation. Good God. We're Alabama. 5%, 5% say Super Regionals. 4% say NCAA Tournament.
2: I'm mean, I, I, I want it, but I'm not. I'm just saying. A lot of stuff goes into a season like you saw LSU right now. They're in the first inning of the first game of the season. And one of the key pieces of, of their team, we sit here this afternoon not knowing what's gonna happen with them. So I mean it can happen on any any play, I guess in any sport you can say that, but I mean there's a there's a lot of stuff that goes into making it to Omaha. You gotta stay healthy. It's a lot of baseball, it's a lot of games, so Brian on Twitter
0: says, Tournament. At that point anything can happen. BK Valls says Natty or fire Barnes. (laughs) So BK Valls is holding um, Rick Barnes Barnes responsible for our baseball program now. That's good. Uh, Clint says tournament. Slate says pitching overall should be the best in the country. Offense not sure if it will be as good uh, one through nine as last year. Who knows? Maybe better.
2: I mean, you really don't know. I mean, it's not like Tony and his his guys haven't been recruiting at an elite level. So Jeffrey
0: Jeffrey says you can never assume a natty in any sport. Omaha basically equals Final Four, which is great achievement any year. With this pitching staff, no one will be more prepared to win a regional slash super than we will. And then Sam says you gotta get to Omaha and win games. In Omaha, that would kind of be my stipulation, man. Like, I don't want to just make it. I'm not going to sit here and say we have to win it all or even make it to the championship series. But
2: you can't, you we were two and do,
0: done last time, right? I believe so. Did we, did we win one
2: last time? I don't think we did. We
0: lost to Virginia in Texas, right? Yeah,
2: we were zero two. I want you got to get you got to get make you got to get a drink if you go to the party. Got to make some noise, man. Walking in there and then getting shoved right back out the front door. Go in, mingle, Russ. That's what I say. Win, a, win a few games. You win a couple of games and everything, nothing's off the table.
0: Like, out we're setting impossible expectations for Vitello to live up
2: for. Yeah, <laughs> we just what last segment talked about how much we uh, how much we liked him and and. Love having him on the show, and he's, he's a great guy. And
0: No, here in a couple of years, it'll be awkward. Jeez, Tony, when are you going to do something, man? When are you going to win something? Some banners some hardware would be nice.
1: No, Russell, don't worry. In a couple of years, we'll be building a statue for him.
0: When, when, you're, when, when his look start fading, too, you know, he's in his mid-40s now, belly starts getting a little bigger, hairline starts receding.
2: I don't know, man. Dude's like that guy. He'll look good when he's 80. You know he will. Just saying. Just saying. He's basking. He's sitting by his fire, sipping on bourbon, thinking about his six national championships he won at Tennessee, six World Series titles.
0: Stay with us. The drive continues. Hour number three coming up. And Marcus Young will have your top five at five as uh, we continue to cruise through this Friday afternoon edition of the show live today at National Law Rex in Farragut, 11-134-Kingston Pike. 60 more minutes of the program, and we'll go open lines the rest of the way. You want to jump in, take a shot now. Let's load them up at 865-546-8200. 546-8200. Back with our number three right after this.